When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our next guest is uh, an ESPN sports and a host. Gets to go to all the great events. I'm incredibly jealous every time I see him on the TV. His name is Phil Murphy and he's been good enough to join us. Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning. How are you going? I'm going well. I'm going well. Uh, please tell me your bags are packed and your uh, ticket is stamped for a trip to Arizona. Well, I wouldn't say my bags are packed. My wife can confirm. I wait till the 11th hour <laughs> And then some, and we have uh, we have some some cool shows launching here in in Connecticut at our ESPN headquarters before I get on a plane to Arizona. But I've already started selecting the clothes because it is the northern winter up here. We get that pretty full on where I live. Arizona should be lovely for Super Bowl week. So by the time game day rolls around between the Eagles and the Chiefs, I will be uh, in, in much more comfortable circumstances. And it's everything is building up. We thought this would be the calm before the storm. And I know it's, it's, it's morning for you all. Sometime around midnight, uh, your time, Tom Brady decided to break the internet by, by announcing his retirement. So I said, calm before the storm. The storm's kind of already here. Yeah, it's going to be a two-week storm. I've been to the uh, headquarters at ESPN in Bristol and can confirm it is uh, rather chilly over in that part of the world. So uh, no doubt you'll be looking forward to getting out to Arizona. Let's start with Tom Brady. We spoke about him earlier uh, it's it's a it's a big story. It's it's a massive story to be honest. And he went about it in a more understated way because of, I guess maybe there's a hint of embarrassment about the fact that he retired once and and then came back. This time it does feel like it is for good. Is it a surprise to you? I mean, I thought you know Vegas, then San Fran, then maybe returning to Tampa, and then uh, retirement was a distant fourth or fifth. But did it surprise many in the states? Um, I would say moderate surprise because as you mentioned, and as you alluded to, there were a couple of franchises that seemed like they might be a decent fit to plug in a quarterback of Tom Brady's stature. And even just his leadership and his galvanizing ability could take that team to the next level. The Vegas Raiders are one that jump out right away, but given how this season went and the fact that yes, they won their division and they were a playoff team, but it was probably the worst division in the NFL if, if the Bucks were situated in any other quartet, they probably would not have made the playoffs, and it would have been a much more disappointing end for Tom, and he knows his body better than anybody. When he said a few years ago that he had hoped to, to play till age 45, a lot of people rolled their eyes because, I mean, unless your, your favorite sporting code is Dolph, 45 is well beyond <laughs> your playable years, at least at a professional level, and Tom Brady did it, and he accomplished that. He, he and the Bucks won a Super Bowl in year two. They, they lost a, a close playoff game to the eventual champion Rams. This felt like another step back. And if Tom's, you know, feeling his body, he knows father time is ultimately undefeated. And he knows that, yeah, I said 45, I made it to 45. There's no reason to get to 46 and have my latter years be anything other, other anything less than respectable. I was there on the grounds when he and the Bucks came back and beat the Saints. There still was that Brady magic. So, Although he didn't go out with a Super Bowl win, you can still say in some ways he, he went out on top because that team did have its moments, and he did show he has a little bit left in the tank. The other quarterback, legendary quarterback, who whose future is up in the air, not from well, probably not from a retirement perspective, but certainly 
where he's going to be playing his football next year as Aaron Rodgers. He's a polarizing figure, particularly on the back of the of the uh, I'm immunized saga. Does it feel likely he's played his last game for Green Bay? And does it sound like he might even be keeping the green and heading to gangrene, heading to New York City? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had this conversation uh, not far from this time a year ago. I, I barrack for the Broncos. And they were considered at one point the, the odds makers favorites for Aaron Rodgers to play this past season. There this conversation of, Hey, you've traded away my top receiver. You're not drafting talent around me at wide, at wide receiver. Uh, you're not drafting skill position talent around me as they hadn't in green Bay in the first round in his tenure. There were a lot of thoughts last season that Rodgers might, might leave. And then he ends up staying around. Yes. They get rid of Devonte Adams. Um, but the Packers did recede. I mean, they missed the playoffs. They lost a winnable game at home, and now they're in a really difficult salary cap situation in which they're coming to a crossroads. Either they keep Aaron Rodgers and lose a lot of their skill position talent, namely an Aaron Jones, or they elect to keep those players, but then that salary has to come from somewhere, and it would be parting ways with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is the, now that Brady's gone, the second oldest active position player remaining. So he is in his career twilight, but still he showed he has a lot left in the tank. You put him around a team with a little bit more skill position talent. You named it the, the New York Jets. They're a certain suitor. They're certainly a suitor, I should say. I mean, there's, there's no reason to think that Aaron wouldn't be keen on that. And he's gone on some radio programs and hinted, hey, as long as it's an amicable departure, I'd be okay playing elsewhere. It seems like this is a very open conversation, and I would say whilst a slight coin flip, it's slightly more likely than not he has played his last game in Green Bay. Interesting. That'll be a story that we'll, uh, we'll all follow very closely. You mentioned your Denver Broncos. They've just landed a new head coach. It's cost them a pretty penny. It's cost them between, reading here, between 85 and $100 million. So it's a sizable contribution, but the uh, ownership, the new ownership in Denver, have uh, got no issues when it comes to to cash, but Sean Payton, the uh, Super Bowl winning head coach of the New Orleans Saints, he took some time off, and now he's back in Denver, and he's going to try and reinvigorate and uh, and I guess uh, rectify the career of Russell Wilson, who was owed a lot of money, and his season couldn't have been any worse. Yeah, they're pretty much married to Wilson for the foreseeable future because of the nature of his contract. And you mentioned the amount they paid in dollars. As a fan, that doesn't bother me too much. The Walton family, which owns the Walmart uh, super mega stores that are ubiquitous here in the United States, they have no, they're the ones who are paying that, not me. But as a fan, they did have to give up multiple draft picks. Mm. And the draft's coming around late April. Denver was already a little thin in their draft capital. Now they give up the first round pick that they had from the 49ers. So it was a late first round pick and another second, a future second round pick for a team that already had given up four day one and two draft picks to bring Russell Wilson to town, whatever their existing roster is and whatever Sean Payton can get out of this existing roster is what they're going to get. And I, I think Denver is taking a calculated risk. They couldn't stand Pat. They had to take a risk and they had to roll the dice. They're taking a calculated risk that Sean Payton can turn back the clock on Russell Wilson and show some of that latter season form that he had. He had some decent spells late on in the season as Denver won some games and showed some offensive rhythm. You couple that with an okay salary cap situation, maybe get a free agent or two in town. Then it's a team that I think is targeting somewhere between seven and nine wins next year would, would be, I think, a, a, has to have to be marked as a success because they also share a division with Kansas City, who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl in a few days' time. 
and they share a division with the L.A. Chargers, who are um, trying to reinvigorate their offense, and they have one of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the NFL and Justin Herbert. So Denver trying to keep up with the Joneses as much as they can. The Waltons are doing their part and uh, paying as much as they can and as much as they have to to hopefully get the proper head coach in position. Let's uh, talk about this upcoming Super Bowl because – even though there's a lot of news getting around about Brady and Rogers and Sean Payton, the Super Bowl is uh, the biggest sporting event in the world. And we've got the number one seeds from both conferences, so there's no Cinderella story. We've got the Eagles, who were easily the best team in the NFC all season. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs, who uh, some said they'd regress, but they have not uh, regressed at all. They're the number one seed. We've got brothers squaring off, Travis Kelsey, and Jason Kelsey going head-to-head for the first time ever. We've got two black starting quarterbacks, which is the first time that's ever happened in a Super Bowl. And we've got the youngest uh, combined starting quarterbacks as well with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Because So there is no shortage of storylines as we head toward this Super Bowl. Yeah, and it's a good thing there's no shortage of storylines because it is a two-week buildup. It's, it's a very slow, gradual buildup throughout the week and and come this weekend a lot of our espn uh colleagues here are going to be making the trip out west to arizona they'll be on the ground we are having chats today and there's local interest as well jordan mylotta out of sydney um Mm. terrific you want to talk about a cinderella story i know there aren't with the teams but you take a kid who didn't start playing this this football code until his teens has a terrific body for the game takes one of the most important positions for a franchise that's trying to quickly rebuild and now he's he's an anchor on one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and he signed you know an eight-figure U.S. contract. I mean, you multiply his sixty, seventy odd million U.S. dollars times one point four. If you need to do the uh, the calculation, a terrific story there. Aaron Sipos, the punter for the Eagles, we'll see if he's fit to play. Uh, he's somebody who has an AFL background, and even Matt Leo on the practice squad for uh, for Philadelphia. So there is more localized interest than uh, than is typical of a Super Bowl for anybody who might be watching uh, in Australia. And he, again, you got guys from rugby league, you have guys from AFL, and uh, you know Matt Leo. He said he was out on a smoke break when he saw a Super Bowl <laughs> highlight. And he said, oh, I, I reckon I could do that. And turns out he can, and he is. And he's, he's on his way, perhaps, to uh, suiting up for the Eagles next season. So um, it, it's, it is the pinnacle event in American sport. It's hard to articulate how far and away American football popularity here is compared to other programs. The best I can do, the most 100-watched television programs in the United States last year, any sport, politic, entertainment, anything, 86 of them were NFL games. 86 of the 100 most popular programs viewed were NFL games. Several of the other ones were Olympics and college football. One of the remaining 14 out of the 86 that weren't NFL, one of the remaining 14 was the program that aired immediately following last year's Super Bowl. <laughs> Just kind of residuals for people who, you know, didn't forgot to turn the tally off. That's exactly it. It's that, it's that popular. It's that massive. And, it's one of the one of the biggest annual sporting events, but it is a cool time for this, the game that I know and love to be on the world stage. We have two deserving teams, a litany of deserving storylines, and we hope to capture that for everybody on ESPN, particularly over the course of next week when uh, Charlie Arnold, Aaron Atide will be on the ground all week, and I'll join them for the uh, for the coverage on the weekend. Well, uh, you mentioned some of the big dogs will be rolling into town. Your Stephen A. Smiths and your Greenies and those types are they. Are they uh, are they good folks? Now they 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 are colleagues of yours, but um, yeah, these guys are living in a different stratosphere. They're almost bigger than the athletes these days. Are they are they good guys? Are they uh, are they easy to get on with? 
to a man. I mean, it, it, it's it's incredible in this business how easy it is for you know the the big corporate monolith if they decide to if they decide you're not worth the trouble to move on and and find somebody else. And th- there's a reason those guys have tenure because they're experts mm. in the field, their work ethic matches it, and their character. I mean, it, you know, the production staff has far more say than people realize with who hosts which shows. So the fact that you see them so regularly shows that they are, uh, you know, at least tolerable and, and many of them great to work with. And I've, I've shared the road with many of the guys you've named in NBA playoffs and NFL playoffs and been fortunate enough to, you know, have a drink and just talk sport. Um, and it's just like you would expect watching on TV. So, I mean, it is kind of what, what you would think and what you would hope uh, for what's going on in this business. And it's, it's honestly, it's something I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm getting into town Saturday and I've already, you know, made my schedule <laughs> fit. So, we have an ESPN event at one of the hotels, so I'll be there catching up with some of those guys I haven't seen in some time. Now, we will uh, allow you to f- flip-flop between because we know Patrick Mahomes has got an ankle issue. We know there's things that can happen between now and the Super Bowl. It is a long uh, way away, and there's a big build-up. But uh, have you, are you leaning one way or the other? The Eagles could not have been more impressive against the team playing with one hand tied behind its back in San Francisco but they've been impressive all season. Kansas City, uh, most people thought, or a lot of people thought, Cincinnati would roll in there and beat them. They'd beaten them the three previous times. Have you got a leaning uh, this far out? I do. One of uh, one of my colleagues here, Scott Van Pelt, whenever he has a pick or a tip to make, the question he always goes back to is, how good is your good? What's your ceiling on a good day? The Eagles have been so consistent all year. The Chiefs have had some some duds, some games I'm sure they would want back. The Eagles have been a mark of consistency as long as, J- as Jalen Hurts has been under center. But I think the how good is your good question, when Kansas City is clicking on all cylinders, and, and you would hope they would with the extra week of prep and Matt Patrick Mahomes having an extra few days to get that ankle healthy. I know it's a high ankle sprain, but you would hope the extra week gets him closer to full strength. The experience of this team, and some of their stars having been here before, Mahomes multiple times. I'm leaning Kansas City. I think it'll be a fun game, a high-scoring game. I like Kansas City somewhere in the neighborhood of a 30-23, to 30-22 to 22 type game where they get a score late on and perhaps Philly has a chance to tie it and the defense makes a stop. It, 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 when I was growing up, we had a number of Super Bowls that you almost watched them as punishment. I mean, it'd be 20 or 30-point games in the fourth quarter. I'd be very, very surprised if this ended up like that. I think this is going to be a game that we remember and a game that's worth tuning in, whether or not you followed the NFL all season. Well, uh, we can only hope so. Now, I know he is going to, he is uh, signed and contracted to a, a rival of ESPN's, but are we expecting uh, Tom Brady to be in the booth? He's got that large contract sorted out for life after football. Is that, are we expecting him to be calling games? Do we know what that looks like and do we know when, when that might start? Well, I know he's somebody who is something of a perfectionist that's made him perhaps, well, certainly the most accomplished quarterback of all time. And, you know, on any given Sunday, maybe maybe there are quarterbacks who had a stronger arm or better pre-snap, but on the cumulative, you can't argue with his CV. But so much of that came down to preparation. I don't think he would want to get into a booth and do play-by-play without any measure of experience, but it's also hard to put Tom Brady on a second-tier game just because of his stature. It, it seems as though he may start as an analyst and work his way into the booth. But a lot of that is determined by how quickly he wants to get back into it. If he wants something of a sabbatical, if he wants to take a season off and, you know, it, 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 I, I, the ball is in his court because of his stature. But I think because he doesn't want to go in there and be anything less than the best, it wouldn't surprise me if he took his time. 
maybe enjoyed some some time on the beach, beach or the golf course. But if he does end up in the booth and ends up there next year, I imagine he will show his readiness pretty quickly. He's a great mind for the game. We've seen in the last couple of years, especially since he's gotten down to Tampa, he has a pretty good and a pretty likable personality, which mm. as somebody who cheered against the Patriots many times, <laughs> it was kind of a tough pill for me to swallow. But, man, he's, I, I, you know, I got a little choked up watching his video today. It seemed like just, he's a very authentic, very funny, very charming guy. Indeed. Uh, Tom Brady's done, but Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles are not. We look forward to the build-up to the Super Bowl. Phil Murphy, we can uh, hear and read and see all about it on ESPN as you make your way down to Arizona. Good luck with the uh, packing. Hopefully you choose plenty of uh, pairs of shorts and uh, T-shirts. You won't need the big coats down there in Arizona. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll speak to you again soon. Josh, thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day.